Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about this uh, this idea or this thought is fear not. You know, in the Bible, over 365 times, but we know 365 times at least he says, fear not, or there's a command to not fear. Uh, and, and I believe that that is so strategic. In fact, it's one, of the, it's one of the most often repeated commands by God in the entire word of God is to not fear. And I think the reason why that was is simply because God knew that there were going to be one of the greatest enemies that you're going to fight is that spirit of fear. But there's ways that we can handle that. And as we've been talking over the last few weeks, we talked about how we can control our emotions and how we need to have self-control. And yes, be a little bit of a control freak in our, in our lives and in, in who we are as, as sons and daughters of God, as a child of God. We talked, a little, we talked about the idea of, uh, of uh, planning and setting a plan ahead. No matter what it looks like, just stay to the plan because God has put a, a plan in your heart. He's put a vision in your heart, and, and he also orders your steps. But what happens when those steps seem to take a right or a left, a, takes a, a hard right turn, or you feel like you just were dropped off of a cliff, you're dropped out of the plane, whatever the case was, you were on a moment in time where it seemed like everything was right, everything was good, but then all of a sudden, things blew up and uncertainty came in. You know, over the last 18 months, we've been feeling that, haven't we? Uh, that, that it just seems like uh, life just kind of uh, imploded, or maybe you felt like life just stopped. When that pandemic came in and COVID-19, I know that we've been talking about it a lot, and maybe we over talk about it too much. But in reality, we have to remember that life is this way. The Bible is very clear that we're going to walk through those times. In fact, our key scripture that we've been talking about over the last several weeks is found in Isaiah, the 44th chapter, which how many of your Bibles say yes? Good. If you don't, say oops. Put it in the chat there if you've got your Bible. Just say yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Or maybe you can just say oops and we'll get you a Bible. Make sure if you don't have one, let us know. Just type Bible in the chat wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube or you're in um, Facebook Live, you're on whatever platform we have on our online, the getonline.net, wherever you're at, get that Bible out. And turn with me, if you would, to Isaiah, the 44th chapter. And we're going to look at verse 8. It says, Do not tremble nor be afraid. There's one of those commands. Do not be afraid of the violent upheavals to come. Have I not long ago proclaimed? He's commanded and he has said to you, do not be afraid. I've declared it, he says. When God declares something, when God proclaims something, there is something about it that is so strong. It is a command that goes out specifically for his people. We're going to talk about that in just a moment, but I want to just kind of set the stage here this morning for us, or whenever you might be watching, it might be in the middle of the night, wherever it is. He, I, he, God has set the stage for uh, you to have, be strong and courageous, even in the face of fear, even in the face of uncertainty, upheaval, chaos. 
Remember what we talked about over the last few weeks is that even in the chaos, that's when the road appears. At the edge of chaos and the wilderness is all there, the road appears in your wilderness. In the moments of death and, and destruction or desert times where it's dry and it seems like everything that you were planning for and were excited about in life is all dried up, that's when the river appears. He says there, I will make roadways in your wilderness and rivers in your desert. And as God is saying to each one of us that we need to understand that he is, he, he wants us just to realize, to accept it, to accept that things are going to happen like this. And then we can make that plan and then we can control. But today I want to talk to you about something I feel is so important is that you're not alone. Turn to somebody next to you right now and just say, you're not alone. I remember, uh, I remember many years ago, the show Sonny and Cher, uh, and they used to come out singing, and they would always sing, I got you, babe, and it was this song that was just basically saying, I've got you, I'm looking at you, and I can remember uh, Cher flicking her long hair back, and Sonny with his cheesy mustache, if you're, if you're a little older like I am, you know exactly what I'm talking about in the 60s and 70s, and maybe early 80s, I don't know. But they would sing that song, I Got You, Babe. So I want you to look at somebody in your hub. Look at somebody around you and just go, I got you, babe. Or hey, you know what you could do? You could go in the mirror if you're all by yourself and just look and say, I got you, babe. And you, could, you make sure you just have yourself. Because you know what? David would encourage himself. He would say, I would say to my spirit, I would say to my soul, I would say to myself, be encouraged, be strong and courageous, and be strong in the Lord. So you could even speak to yourself on that. But I wanted to talk to you about this idea of support. I want to talk to you about this idea that, that when you go through times of upheaval, you don't need to be doing it alone. And as children of God, we don't walk this life alone. We don't walk by ourselves, but we walk arm in arm. We link up together. You know, I used to say, you know, hold hands, but you know, I've watched people when they hold hands and they can hold hands out at a, at a distance. They can go way out here and you can be pretty far with, away from somebody and still hold hands. But when you link arms, when you go elbow to elbow or link arms like that, you have to get up close. You can kind of smell each other's stink, if you know what I mean. You can get it together and get close and up, you know, kind of get up close and personal. And what I want to talk to you about today is as children of God, we're going to walk this thing together. We're going to walk this thing in a way that we're going to agree with one another. We're going to gather with one another. We're going to realize that, that we're not alone in this, that other people have, have walked this life before us, and we can learn from them. And so here, I, I want you to just say the believer's proclamation and proclaim it. Just as God has declared over you, do not fear. Just as he said in that passage of scripture, he proclaimed long ago, be not afraid. No matter what comes your way, I want us as confidently and as strongly to, sit, to proclaim the believer's proclamation together that I am a child of God. So let's say it like we mean it and believe it today. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? 
Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you. Do say, I believe it for you too. And maybe put a, I got you, babe, on the end of it. Okay. Amen. I, I, I am so convicted about this being together. Vicki and I, we were given a few weeks ago, or maybe actually it's probably been several months ago now. We had some people in our lives and they came and they gave us cups, coffee cups as a gift. And that those coffee cups on one of it says better. And the other one says together. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he goes, you know how we always say in church, better, we're uh, better together? He says, what if we transpose that? In fact, I, I remember when he said it, it was Jimmy Sutherland, a good buddy of ours. He's one of our great leaders, a hub leader. He's probably listening to us right now. And he says there, why don't we say it together better? In other words, we're better together because we do together better. I loved that when he heard, when, when he told me that. And in fact, on many of our emails that we put out, we put that right up at the top to get better together, together better. Because there's a way that we can be together, but there's also a way that we can be together better. And the word of God is so strong in that. In fact, in Psalm, the first chapter, verses one through two, it says there that, if, uh, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Can I, can I just tell you this right now? Is that you can be together better simply by being selective in who you gather with, who you agree with. The Bible says in Matthew, the 18th chapter, verse 19 and 20, it tells us to do two things in getting with people. First, the first one is, is that we're to agree, agree. It says, if any two of you or three of you agree as touching any one thing or, or calling out or proclaiming any one thing, it shall be done. In other words, there's this idea that we agree, that we get with people that want to lift us up. We get with people that are agreeing with the way that we're going. It's no fun to get with people that every time you walk in, they're going to debate with you. I used to hang out with some people that all they wanted to do was make fun of people. And all they wanted to do is, is criticize and ridicule. And all they wanted to do is talk people down. And I realized one time that when I'm not in the room, I'm the one that they're talking down. That I'm the one that they're ridiculing. I'm the one that they're criticizing. I'm the one that they're making fun of. And I realized a long time ago that if I'm in the room and they're talking about other people, chances are that they're going to be talking about me when I'm not in the room. You see, that passage of Scripture in Psalm 1 is very clear and very key that if we're going to get support in the difficult times, you see, sometimes there's people when you go through difficult life, difficulty in life, maybe there's times when they've blown it, we've messed up, we run and hide. We go into our own room or we go down and we want to, and we try to, uh, you know, just get beside, get ourselves. I don't want to be around anybody. I've had people when they walk through difficult times, they don't answer their phone. They won't return a, an email or a text. We go knock on the door and they don't answer. They just get all in, inside of themselves. And it just gets worse and worse and worse because your mind can begin to justify everything that's going on. And the thoughts and the, and the temptations begin to come in. This is where thoughts of that, that, I'd be, that life would be better off if I wasn't around. You see, when you say that out loud, there's something that, that happens inside of us and there's some accountability that comes. But the thing about it is, is that if we're going to get with people, we need to get with people that are going to lift us up, that are going to be the ones that are willing to get close enough to us to lock arms. You can't lock arms with somebody and make any progress if they're going the opposite direction than you. 
You can't lock arms with someone and be strong with them if they're trying to pull you into a different direction than you're wanting to go. This is why the Bible is very clear and why Jesus says is if any two or three of you, it doesn't take many, you don't have to go and, and, and woe your, your, your difficulties to, to 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 people and try to get somebody to agree with you. Find just two or three people that you can have a confidence in, a confidant. Vicki and I, for many, many years, we have said we're going to be each other's confidant. My wife and I, we're going to be each other's. We're going to be honest with each other. Sometimes we don't do it right, and we have to walk through and apologize. But I know that she's got my back. In other words, that part that says if you agree, that means what they're saying is I agree with you. I agree that you're going the right direction, or I agree. Or maybe it's time where they're saying, you know what? You're not going that way. I can't tell you how many times I have some people in my life that are willing to come up and say, Jay, what's going on with you? I don't, you're not that, you're not saying the things that you should be saying, or you're not being the kind of person that you should be, because we've agreed this is how it's to be. We've covenanted with each other. You see that, that that's part that says there that we're to go in the same direction. We're to walk in that same way. That's why it's so important that when we, when we say the believer's proclamation and we say it together, it's because we're agreeing with one another that this is who we are. Now, I'm not to say that you never are with somebody that you don't agree with. That's part of our, part of our responsibility, is that we're to get with people that, that maybe don't, aren't part of the kingdom of God or have a different way of thinking. But it's different than when we agree with one another. It's different when we go through the difficult times. It's different when, when uncertainty and upheaval and chaos is just blown up and we're going through because if you get with somebody that doesn't agree or maybe you're, you're walking through a, a blow up in your marriage, a blow up in your finances and you get with somebody. I talked with somebody several times and, and I said to them, how's your marriage going? I'm like, oh, it's been rough and tough and walking through different things. And I grabbed him and I said, well, let's talk about it. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I talked to my buddy at work about it. I said, well, how's he? Well, well, you know, he's been divorced three or four times and he doesn't really treat his wife that he has now very good, but, you know, he, he listens to me. Well, that doesn't make any sense in the world. What would you go to someone that you don't agree with divorce or you don't agree with treating your wife, your spouse bad? You don't agree with that, but you're going to go and talk to somebody that, that does not even stand for the same standards you do? That doesn't make sense at all. You see, what the agreement means is that we believe the same things. In other words, the Bible is very clear when Jesus says, if any two of you agree as touching any one thing, any two or three of you, it shall be done. Well, if you're agreeing that you're going to save your marriage and the person that you're with or you're talking with is agreeing that you're going to destroy your marriage, Who's going to win? How's that going to happen? It doesn't. You can't be unequally, the Bible says, unequally yoked. And just in the same as marriage, that's the same in faith. And it's the same with raising children. And it's the same in business and finance and every single way. Could it possibly be the reason why we're walking through the upheaval is simply because we haven't been around people that agree. You see, the very next passage of scripture in that Matthew chapter 18 says something else. You see, not only do we need to agree, but we also need to gather. 
I love gathering with the people of God. I love getting together with them. In fact, in Matthew, the 18th chapter, and verse 20, just the very next uh, passage of Scripture, it says, but if any two or three of you gather together in my name. In other words, if you're agreeing with a few people, you might be all across the way that you're agreeing with them, but then when you gather together, you get on a phone call or you get on a, a Zoom call if you can't physically get together, but then you gather together. Oh, I look forward to every single time we gather together in our hub. I get excited when we get together with our, in our celebration service. In fact, we are so excited to announce that our celebration service is moving from Sunday evenings up to Sunday mornings. We're going to start gathering together the first Sunday of the month at 10 a.m. and have a live in-person service gathering all of our hubs together. And we want to even invite you, if you're across the nation, take one of those times and join with us. If you're saying, you know what, I'm part of the gate. I gather, to, I, I come with you every Sunday or uh, during the times of your devotions and the things that you have online. I'm going to make a trip in. I would love to see people from all over the nation just any given Sunday on the first Sunday of the month and just gather with us. We'll take you out. We'll have a nice dinner together. We'll have a good time. It'll be a wonderful time together. If you just come in, we invite you. I don't care where you're at. Just come in. You pay to get here. We'll buy you a burger or a hot dog, whatever we can afford at the time. But we would love to have you because there's something powerful when we gather together. You see, what the Bible says there is that not only do we agree, but we also gather together. We come in, and there's this time of gathering that when we get together in our hub, there's just such rich times. And I'll tell you, there is amazing times in our celebration. And then we have our, our times of prayer that we get together on our Friday night fire, our Wednesday night hour of power. Our, ch our young people, Vicki and I, we've been hanging out with the young people over the last few weeks, and it has just been amazing to see how they get together in their, in their hubs or their small groups and just discuss and talk. You want to know why? Because it's different than just getting together with a softball team. It's different than getting together with a Kiwanis or a Elks Club or a, or, or a Rotary Club. I've been a part of all of those, and those are wonderful times. But when we two or three gather together in his name, the Bible says he's there. All of a sudden, that gathering caused, brings divine support. It's a divine support during the time of upheaval. I remember on several occasions that in the middle of the night, we've had people that have come and they have, they, they have gone through a major, major uh, destruction in their family. They've found out that, that, that there has been a, a violation in their family or there's been a, a sickness. I can specifically remember two or three different times in the middle of the night, knock, our door was not, you know, somebody was knocking on our door. We opened up and it was people and we gathered together. And there was only three of us in the room. And then we gathered some of the other family members together. And there was maybe four, four five, six, ten, at the most 15 in a room during that entire time. But when we gathered together, there was strength. There was power. There was support. There was something that was tangible that was not of this world. Because it was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Spirit of Christ was in the room. And there's something so important about that. 
You see, when, it, when, when that begins to happen and we gather like that, can I just tell you that there is a divine connection with heaven when you gather with people of like precious faith, the Bible says, because he walks with you. Many years ago, there was a, there was a song that I believe the artist was Bette Midler, and she began to sing this song. It was, sung, it was a song, and this was probably 20, 25 years ago or so. And she said, it was, and it went very popular, but it was a, um, from a distance. He's watching. It was all about God being in the distance, just watching how everything goes along. But the Word of God does not say He's from a distance. The Word of God said He's right there next to you. The Word of God says that, that, that His Spirit is within us. He didn't say, hey guys, get together, and I'm going to have two or three of you get together, and I'm just going to be camping out here, and I'll shout some things down to you. No, He says there, when you, two or three of you gather together, I'm in the midst of you. He says that when you praise and worship and you make a worship, I sit in the middle, that your praise and worship becomes a throne and I literally sit in the presence of your worship. Can I tell you that when you sing together, whether it's in your hub or it's in a large setting of our celebration service or it's in a coliseum with thousands of people, it can be two people, it can be 10 people, it can be 20 people, it can be 20,000 people. It doesn't matter the size. It's just when you gather together, he's in the midst. He's not off in a distance watching, going like, oh, let's see if they do that right. Hmm. Or he's looking down condescendingly going, I'm God, you're not. That's not it at all. He loves you. He's your father. He sits there and he wants to walk with you and he wants to talk with you. He's the one that wants to communicate with you. As you gather and you want to, you, we're better together because we together better. And we do that when we're together in his name. And when we gather like that, all of a sudden, we begin to hear him say things like, you are my child. When my, when my dad was alive and younger, he would used to always sing, and he had a really good voice, and he would sing uh, in his younger years. And there was one of his favorite hymns, and it was, one of, it was a song that says, I, I'm not sure I remember even the, the, the name of the hymn, but it started out with, he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Now I want you to think about that moment in time. I want you to think about that little, uh, that song, that stanza. I just, he walks with me and he talks with me. And he call, tells me I am his own. In other words, can I tell you that when you gather with two or three of you, God begins to impart certain things specifically for your group. He begins to impart. This is why it's so important that when you gather together and talk with one another. Several, several weeks ago, I was praying and Vicki and I were praying and there was something that came inside of me and it was, a, it was almost as if God was telling me something for Vicki. How long has it been since you've been praying with your husband or your wife or your kids and as you're gathering together and you're walking with him and you're talking with him and then all of a sudden he begins to tell you something for your family. He tells you something to undergird, to, to strengthen you and to bring it out. I can tell you he wants, to, he wants to speak to you simply when you come together. That's a support 
When you walk through the valley, when you walk through the shadows, when you walk through the difficulties and you're in the middle of the wilderness and you're in the middle of the desert and chaos has come along, upheavals exploded, you're not alone. He's got those that are around you. All you have to do is reach out and say, I just need to sit and talk. I just need to sit and be. Many years ago, there was a story about a man that was a, a church leader in Africa. He was a missionary, and he was, part of the, he was part of the upper leadership. In fact, he became the leader of the church movement there in Africa. And there was great dissension in the church, in the leadership. And there was one individual in particular that was trying to cause all kinds of dissension, all kinds of things. And he started saying, all, he started criticizing and cutting this leader down. And through the course of it, there, all the people of the church and across the nation began to take sides and they were going at it. You, I'm sure that there have been times where you've been in different situations where people have uh, been talking behind your back. They've been, they've been saying certain things that aren't true about you. And people begin to believe those things. And you start feeling like you're all alone. And there's no one there that, that, that has ever walked with you or gone through this. And you just start feeling all alone. And you, you start feeling like there's no use, that there's no hope, there's nothing. Well, this friend of mine that was telling me this story saw his friend and though it was on those days in Africa where, where there was, it was an open air meeting and there wasn't a whole lot of buildings and, uh, around that, that part of the, uh, of, the, of the nation. And the man was sitting out by a tree, the one who was the leader of the movement and they were starting to uh, vote and they were starting to elect and, and his position was being threatened by people that didn't even understand what was going on but just believing lies and everything. And this, this other missionary was telling me this story. He got up to the man and he just went over to him and he just sat down beside him. And he sat down beside him and he would start to, he would look over and he would, and there was no words that would come that were soothing. And there he would just sit there a moment and then he would start to say something again and it was almost as if the Spirit of God was just shutting his mouth. There was no words that were coming out. And then finally at the end of it the 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 the, the vote came in different things come in and that man uh, survived all of that upheaval he survived all of that thing well many months later the missionary friend that was telling me the story received a a a card in the mail he felt a little bit dejected because he didn't feel like he was worth anything because he never gave any words of encouragement he said, all I did was just sat there. I didn't do anything else but just sit there. I didn't have any words for him. I didn't have anything. And I'm saying, I, you know, and I would try to, I'm, sad, I'm sure he, he was happy you were there. And the man in the card simply said this, I want to thank you for your amazing support and your unwavering belief in me. At that moment, I felt like there was no one there for me. I wasn't even sure if I was feeling God, he said in the note. But you came and sat down and with no words, with nothing else but you just staying there, just sitting there, show me the power of just being. Oh, can I tell you sometimes, just coming together alongside somebody, just coming along and being a support to somebody is so important because it begins to have a healing effect. It begins to have a, a, a dwelling effect. 
it has that moment of time where you're saying, you know what, I can do this because there's two or three of us. The Bible is very clear where it says that if any, if any two of you agree, but it says a, a one cord can put a thousand to flight, a, a two-fold cord can put 10,000 to flight, but a three-fold cord cannot be broken. And the power of just coming together and dwelling together Psalm 133 and 1 says how good and pleasant it is when brothers are together in unity. That's that dwelling. That's that agreement coming together. It's like oil on the head and it's like, it's like dew coming down in, in, uh, in the mountains. It's refreshing. It's amazing. And there comes the command. We started out with this command. God says there, be not afraid. Don't be afraid, he says. And why? Because I've commanded you not to be afraid. And the Bible says there in, in Psalm 133, it says there, the commanded blessing of God comes down, for, which is life forever. When you gather together, when you agree, when you are a support for someone, just know without a doubt, without a doubt, there is life eternal in that agreement. There is life eternal in that dwelling and when you gather together and when you agree with one another. There's nothing to fear when you come together. Oh, but Jay, you don't understand. Nobody's ever gone through what I've gone through. Remember that old song? I, I'm just full. I'm, I'm like full of old songs today. I guess it is. <laughs> Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Well, that's not even Bible. That's not even biblical. Because the Bible says there in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, if you think you are standing strong, be careful that you do not fall. For the temptations in your life are no different from the others experiences in other words there have been other people that have experienced what you have nobody knows what I feel like there's been people that have lost their jobs there's been people that have failed at their marriage there's been people that have blown it in their finances there's been people that have fallen flat on their face before God there's been people that have lost their cool and lost their temper and lost their everything can I just tell you, the Bible is very clear. There is no temptation. There's no failure. There's no upheaval and there's no chaos. There is no uncertainty that is, is not common. What you're going through right now, somebody else has gone through. And the thing that you're going through today will help somebody tomorrow because they'll be going through something like that. Can I just encourage you today that your chaos has been seen before. Your upheaval has been seen before. Your uncertainty has been seen before by people that have made it through. Let's connect together. Let's agree together. Let's gather together and believe what God has said. But the biggest way to do that is simply to agree that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Simply agree that God raised him from the dead. That's salvation. That's simply what it is. That's all it is. It's simply this. is I am going to agree with God that Jesus Christ is the Son of God that God raised him from the dead. I'm going to believe it, declare it, and proclaim it for the rest of my life. And I'm going to get with those that agree with the same thing. That's all we have today. That's all that we have today is simply that agreement. And then we gather together with those that agree with the same thing. So I want to just invite you today that if you're here and you're saying, you know what, Jay, that's me today. I need to simply agree. I need to simply gather together. I need some support today. I'm walking through some difficult things or maybe you've never agreed with anything when it comes to the things of God. But today you can. And I want to invite you to come in. 
I want to invite you to say that. And if you would just in the chat or in uh, if you're whatever platform you're on, just put in there in the chat. Just sit there and simply just say to say out there, I agree, I agree, I agree. And we'll know that you're, you're saying, I agree that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And I want, to, I want you to pray this prayer with me, would you? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you. Today, I agree that you are the Son of God. Lord Jesus, I agree that God raised you from the dead. Today, I believe it, I confess it, and I declare it. That you are the Son of God and that God raised you from the dead. And today I will walk in agreement with you for all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that God just came in and flooded you with his spirit, with his presence, with his salvation. And I want, to know, I want you to know that you're not alone. We want to walk with you and talk with you. We want to link arms with you. And we believe that God is, go, is going to just bless you in an amazing way. And we have people that want to walk with you as well. If you're in a hub and you did, just share that experience with those around you, wherever you're at, and just begin to talk about it and just believe it. If you're out there by yourself and you're nowhere, reach out to us. We want to, we want to welcome you in and we want to connect you with some people that can walk with you in all of these things. But before you go, I want to bless you. We want to bless you that God will just come in and, and do things that only he can do. So stretch your hand out toward me, would you? And let's just have a, a blessing. I bless you now in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families that your marriages would be lighthouses to all that are around, into your neighbors and into your family, and that your children will be blessed to the thousandth generation. I bless you now in your finances that, uh, that you would have more than enough to pay your bills, pay them on time, and that you would follow him in generosity as you follow in biblical stewardship. I bless you now in your, in your friendships, that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom, and that you would uh, be an influencer in this world and not be influenced by it. I bless you now. Now go in Jesus' name to be a blessing. Have a great, great day. Vicki and I, we love you, and we are praying blessings all over you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Crowd Decor podcast. We believe this message has inspired you, convicted and challenged and changed you in Jesus' name. And we invite you to partner with us as we reach out and continue to reach out with the message of moving from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ to all of those around you and around the world. We ask that you visit thegateonline.net slash giving to be a part of this incredible outreach to reaching those for Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And may you have a great, great day.